Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Let us conclude the eighth parak of Mishnah is true most with Mishnah Yud Beis, Mishnah 12, and begin the ninth parak Mishnah Aleph. V'chein Noshim, and as you recall from yesterday, Rabbi Yeshua's case was there was a guy who was walking carrying a kikar, a loaf of truma, or loaves of truma, let us say, and an idolater comes up to him and says, give me one of those loaves so that I may make it impure, I may make it tummy, and if you don't, I'll make all of them impure. And the dilemma facing you is, are, can you single out one and with essentially you be the cause of it to become tummy, Or do we say, Shevatasa, better to just sit back and what, let what happens, happens. You should not be the cause of making this thing tummy. And our Mishnah says and actually elevates or exacerbates uh, the severity of this case. It says not just by truma, but also by human life as well. That in the event someone comes, give us one of these women so we can violate her. We'll violate all of you. Well, what should you do? Is it okay to single out someone and say, we're going to give you this one person over and be, essentially be the cause, of the facilitator of this woman being violated? Or do we say, no, better better sit back and let what happens, happen? This is obviously you can see the relevance for many moral quandaries and discussions that may come up. In the realm of this, in the realm perhaps of Yahagaval Yavar and killing people, give us one of them, we'll kill them, or we'll kill all of you, etc. Says our Mishnah, Yatma's cool, and all of them have to be violated. You may not hand over a single soul to the idolaters, as in, we do not sacrifice one person to save the many. You know, that's the very famous trolley cart dilemma, perhaps. This is really, there's a lot of relevance to this in other areas of more, again, as I said, perhaps more severe areas of halacha. And this is the source of Mishnah tucked way in middle of the depths of Mishnah's Trumos. Chapter 9, Mishnah Tess. There is a prohibition to plant truma. One's not allowed to plant it. However, if one does plant it, so the uh, seeds that grow are considered hulin. That is according to Midrabanan. However, the Chacham, excuse me, Midraisa, how Chazal were concerned that perhaps a Kohen's going to come along, have Truma Tamea, say, oh no, I can't do anything with these seeds, they're Tamei, I'll plant them. Once they, I plant them, then essentially through the Zriya, through regrowing them, they're going to become kosher again, become chulin again, lose their tumma status, and that can essentially get gained from them. We didn't want people people doing that, so they forbade one pizora to disagree with them. By the way, Rashi points out this is the same idea of zora that by, by taking a seed, replanting it, and thus it becomes kosher again. The same idea by water, by a mikvah. That if you take water, that's mayim shuvim, water that's been retained in a vessel, which no, is no longer allowed to be used, no longer able to be used in a mikvah, and your zora, you plant it. How do you plant it? So essentially, you run it through other water, so which is um, water from a spring or water from a lake, or rainwater. So essentially, you're doing the same process. You're taking water, you're replanting it in other water, which is kosher for mikvah, and thus that mikvah now, that water now becomes kosher for mikvah once again. The Chacham were concerned about this idea of zora. And therefore, they say if you plant truma by mistake, you have to turn over the soil to destroy the growth. But if you do it, you actually have to maintain it and let them grow. You're not allowed to destroy them. And the, the kicker is so, what's the punishment there? But you have to treat it like truma once it comes out. That is, you have to treat it like it's considered truma. Um, he must maintain it. In Shlish, however, whether you did Bashogig or Mazer, whether it was inter- in- intentionally or advertently, if it already grows more than a third, Bain Shogig and Mazer kind, then you have to maintain it, you have to let it grow, you have to let it grow to their full growth, and they have Truma Sanctity on the level of the Rabbana, thus it's forbidden to destroy them. 
The one exception to this is a Bepishtun, but in case of flax, even if it's planted knowingly, you have to destroy them. You're not allowed to, uh, you, we don't apply this din that you let them grow and just treat them like truma. I wish you all a wonderful day.